Hello and welcome to the next episode of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick Oatari Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man who cannot be trusted to retile your bathroom. I am the Adam Glass, and I talk a big talk about retiling bathrooms, but always, I eat my fill, I fall asleep in the sun. Do we believe that he knows how to retile a bathroom? That's my thing. Is like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I don't why, know what that man's what, job is. I, I but... think he's an, R, he's an RV salesman, apparently. <laughs> Which oh, yes, does yes, not seem like RVs a profitable job in like... Japan, a place where I mean, <laughs> no, like you see no, people with RVs, but they're like not on the not the amount that you see in the states. So I don't. That's a tough. That's a tough line of work. Maybe the RV situation in Japan is such that he gets like a seventy-five percent commission on every RV sale. <laughs> right. He is the only <laughs> RV salesman in the entire country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, uh, weirdly enough, a big thing that I ran into a while back is uh, people doing RV rentals, quite popular now. Uh, I mean, that makes much more sense. It does than make a lot more one. sense. But the problem is, is, you know what you can't put in an RV rental? A dog. Oh, sad. I'm sorry to hear that. You have to drive separately. And- yeah, I make, that, I make the dog drive the Prius and then I drive the RV. It's fine. Pat, before we get into our movie this week, I do want to talk about our Patreon real quick. Actually, you know what? Before we even talk about our Patreon, I want to talk about why we missed a uh, episode a couple weeks ago. We're not going to keep this secret. This is the first... Why would we keep it a secret? I, don't know. I mean, most people who care already know anyway, because um, they follow me on Twitter. Uh, I, uh, I was in another bike accident, and while four years ago when I was in a bike accident, we somehow managed not to miss an episode. Don't know we how had, that I happened, think a actually, pretty big backlog, just like accidentally. We probably had like four weeks of buffer, and I might have even already edited some of those. But, uh, but this week, I was in hospital all week, and my computer was at home, and even if it weren't, I was not going to edit. <laughs> you, you weren't going to edit through uh, the, the broadcast pain. new episode. Uh, no. So uh, postponed that. And yeah, now we're back. Now, on the other hand, an episode edited on painkillers could be interesting. There are some episodes where where I feel like I need them. So I fractured my elbow. I'm feeling fine. Uh, very low pain in recovery so far. Should be probably eight to ten weeks total before I'm absolutely back uh, to full, st- well, till the bones absolutely heal. And now, but, uh, have you considered the possibility that you might be, oh, fuck shit, I'm Ruin the, I can't remember. What's the name of the movie where the kid gets the super arm from breaking his arm and he plays baseball? Shit, what's it called? It is called Rookie of the Year. Ah, there we go. I, was, I couldn't wanna, stop thinking of Angels in the Outfield. Do you set yourself up for that joke? What? No, it's not Angels in the Outfield. Do you want to try that joke no, again? No, it's fine. It's also very funny that I'm so dumb I can't remember a movie that I watched like eight it's times okay. when I was like 12 years old or whatever. Yeah. No, it's a fun movie. Uh, I uh, There was a point during my last recovery that my doctor told me that I my elbow had healed too well. <laughs> And I immediately started thinking about rookie of the year. Superpowers uh, now, <laughs> but uh, but turns out what he meant was that my humerus uh, grew a little bone tag on the oh. end of it that was keeping my arm from straightening. Ooh, ow! So, Oof. Broke my elbow. Feeling good. Now onto the Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com/slash Lost in Criterion. One dollar a month gets you access to our bonus content. We do a non-Criterion film over there every month. Uh, supporters get to vote on what we're going to watch. And one dollar 
One dollar's pretty low for that sort of thing. A bonus episode? I know. And, and I mean, here I would say you get way more than you pay for. <laughs> I think that might be fair. Uh, I'd agree. I mean, that. these are pretty long uh, episodes, okay? Full... You've got multiple commutes yeah. in this in one episode. That $1 mark uh, also gets you access to that entire back catalog of episodes, of course. Uh, we've got uh, over 60 over there, I'm pretty sure. Around, Something like that. Around yeah. 65, 70. Been doing this point. for a while now. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good collection of, like I said, non-Criterion films. So uh, with one one exception, one of them did end up in the Criterion collection. Shouldn't have, but did end up in the yes. Criterion collection after we recorded it. And plenty of them should be in the Criterion Collection, but never made it. Yeah, Critters <laughs> 2. Have not yet made it into the Criterion Collection, like Critters 2. Uh, well, and and, oh. and we had a conversation the other day about not excluding films just because you're pretty sure that they might end up in the Criterion Collection later. That's true. That's true. Uh, I should. I should. Uh, I shouldn't do that. A little above that $1 mark for folks who uh, can afford to help keep us going. We got, uh, we got our $5 mark, and we like to thank all those people on air. And thank you to our current five dollar supporters, Chris Otto, Andrew Jarrett, uh, Stephen Goldmeyer, and Eric Coronado. Thank you. Above that, we do something pretty dang special. Pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we watched recently. I get that printed up on a postcard, and once a month, we write a personalized thank you note and mail that out to our ten dollar and above supporters. So grateful for all of them, and we also like to thank them on air. Thank you so much to Patrick Yocker, Nina Bojnak, Jason Westaver, Tracy McGrath, and Adam Speakerman, our ten dollar and above supporters. Yes, thank you all of you. I hope you enjoyed the most recent. Well, it's not the most recent postcard by the time you listen to this, but ah, it was so good. The the monkeys one was very good. I have a pretty interesting plan uh, for the next one. The reason it's taking so long is I had to buy supplies. I I, 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 I had to go well, shopping in order to do it. So I'm waiting for a right. few things to arrive. I have props for this one. This one has props. If you want to see those postcards without committing to that ten dollar mark, you can head over to Redbubble.com. Search for Lost in Criterion there. Our store should pop up. You can buy all those past postcards. It's postcards, it's greeting cards, it's stickers, some is buttons. Uh, one is a T-shirt. Um, one is a T-shirt you cannon. See... <laughs> I wish one. That was would a be amazing. Cannon. I don't think. I don't think Redbubble sells T-shirt Not cannons yet. Till we uh, give them the idea. But if you know Redbubble does sell something, and you want to see one of our designs Ooh, you've on it, updated. reach out. We'll, you uh, uploaded a we'll bunch. There's so many more here. I now. did. I've uploaded. I have, I have now uploaded every single one except for the most recent uh, because I was like eight months behind. I haven't seen some of these in so um, long. I'm so happy. Mostly the store exists as a place to showcase past artwork, uh, but we are happy whenever we make a sale. And thank you so much to everyone who has purchased anything from the Red Bowl. Thanks to everybody who has supported us on Patreon. And thank you for listening. Yeah, damn, that Andre, Andre Rublev one is fucking creepy as hell. It's very, it's very good. Pat, this week we are going back to the well of family dramas from 2008, uh, which we joked at the end of last week's episode. It's such a good well, uh, though. It's, it's it's a very good well, but it's one it's one that Criterion hit pretty hard around 2010, because uh, this is our seventh or eighth movie in that genre. Yeah, uh, it is. Each one of them is unique. I will say, mm-hmm. uh, though, plenty of them are a family reunion around a. Uh, holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or around uh, summer holiday, like summer hours was, or uh, a funeral or a wedding, like uh, uh, some of our other Southeast Asian ones were. Um, this is just a a look at a day in the life, but the day in the life is the commemoration of a 
uh, dead relative. Uh, we're talking about Still Walking from 2008, directed, written, and edited by Hirokazu Koreeda. Pretty good. Did okay. <laughs> Koreeda's been making film. He got to start in television in the 90s um, and uh, then started making documentaries. And it was in making documentaries that he uh, came together with cinematographer Yutaka Yamasaki, um, who also gets his own little bonus interview on the disc here. Uh, And they work together a lot um, because of their mutual love of documentary. But uh, I think this (laughs) might have been the first film they made together. I love Japanese directors' Wikipedia pages uh, in Japanese. Because there's so yeah. many things he's done that are like not on the English one that are like, of course he did, but also this is ridiculous. He made multiple AKB48 music videos. Uh, yeah, like it's just like, oh, yeah. of course he did. Like, of course he did. He's a working director in Japan. He has to work fucking constantly, every hour of every day. <laughs> it's just you know when you go to the English one, it only mentions like the movies basically, and a few of the te- yeah. television shows. So he is making television documentaries. I don't know that he ever made a feature documentary, but this is his sixth feature film. And a lot of his feature films have overlay with some of the documentary work he did, sort of characters inspired by people in the documentaries or, or plot line pulled from the documentary into into a fictional setting. Um, a lot of his films also have dealt with death, uh, but this movie in particular, Still Walking, is his response to his mother's death. Uh, his mother had died about two years before production. And he says that part of it was coming to terms with the sort of conservative ideas about family that his mother had and that he he sees himself embodying post her death. I, I'm curious about that. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it, that's his use of the word conservative seems weird. Uh, I mean, he's more uh, like, but yeah, he's not using it in the way I think you and I would use it the same sort of like, right, this, like right, pejorative right. way. Uh, he is with, with, yeah. with regards to his mother. He's talking about the fact that she has like old fashioned ideas, but when he talks about right. himself, I don't get the impression that he's implying that he has old fashioned ideas. Cause you don't get that really that impression from him. It's more that like, right, he's right. like unyielding and like, not flexible anymore or something to that effect. Right. Yeah. Um, and he caveats that a lot himself. Yes, he actually, does. But, quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, so this is sort of a, a autobiographical in that every incident is drawn from his life, um, remixed a bit here. Uh, this The family is not his family. Uh, but it the takes mother elements is his of mother. it. Yeah, I mean, his mother. He yeah. basically directly says, "This this woman is, for all intents and purposes, my mother." Like, I can get her confused yeah. with my mother by watching this movie. Uh, whereas yeah. everybody else is some some sort of like elements of their fa- his family sort of, moves, you know, moved around and stuff. But yeah, um, this mother character reminded me a lot of my grandmother, mostly in her passive aggression. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it reminds me of one of my grandmothers, uh, too. Like, I mean, like, it, like, it is worth noting that, like, nothing, ab- you know, it's really easy to fall, not to, like, completely start the episode, but, like, it's really easy to fall into this idea that, like, well, this is a very, this is a very Japanese story, it's a very Japanese family, but, like, the things his gra- his mother does remind me intensely of my, of one of my grandmothers. Like, it's just, oh yeah, this is, like, a universal or something. Yeah. 
Um, and plenty of differences in in my own family, but uh, but this woman's degree of passive aggression is something that I have rarely seen outside of my family. <laughs> um, uh, not I, you know, it it goes beyond anything my grandmother would have done. Also, because like not my grandmother inviting the kid just to make him feel guilty every year. Well, but then again, there's. This is yes, and we're we're gonna talk about that. But like, it's yeah. hard to know what you know. For example, it's hard to know what my grandmother would do, given that she never had right, a situation right, right. like this. Like yeah. they they resent this young man intensely. They see him as yeah. him as the killer of their <clears throat> son. Right. Never mind that right. their son willingly sacrificed himself trying to save this person. And that's a that noble right. act. They completely ignore how noble that act was, and instead have spite in their hearts. Um, right, like right. they they have they have they have failed their son completely. And like the movie, to, in some ways, is about that, right? Like they've 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 frozen themselves sort of in time and and uh, out of anger. Uh, but um, yeah, no, uh, I don't know what my grandmother would do. I I assume she would never outright say that she is doing it out of spite. Uh, she would claim right. it's because she just cares about him or something, but we would all know in our hearts that it was out of spite. The grandmother I'm thinking of, I, lo- I, I love her to death. She did pass away uh, about a year ago um, and was my final my final grandparent to pass away. Um, but also, you know, I I think like, like our character here, um, my grandmother had a lot of, what we would have called trauma mm. uh if we if we took a took an objective look at it um and you know raising raising children in the environment she raised them uh was tough work right uh and uh not particularly within my family not particularly strongly patriarchal but certainly the religious uh, situation she found her in was strongly patriarchal, even if it did not uh, exactly play out that way within her own household. But uh, you know, my my grandparents met. Um, well, no, they didn't meet, but they courted uh, at Bob Jones University, uh, a very conservative evangelical university, where, for instance, they were not allowed to walk on the same sidewalk as one another right, because the right. sidewalks were gender segregated. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, they the, a lot of this does come from trauma. You can tell with this lady as well. Like we're we're talking about a right. lot of like a lot of pain, uh, and <coughs> like so, in some ways, this like spite and attacking is a way of like sort of coping with that pain. It's not a good way. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's not a good way. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a way. It's that level of passive aggression that that I do see in some of my relatives. Um, where you're sort of playing a long game of tricking someone into being eternally apologetic to you. Yeah, yeah. And that's particularly true with the kid, but it's also true with the record, right? Where she's never even outright stated before, seemingly, before what we see in the movie. When she, you know, never told her husband before when she bought that record or why she bought that record. Right. And presents it as their song even though she bought that record because it was a song he was singing to someone he was having a affair with. Yes. It is just this 
overt take that to her husband about a uh, about an infidelity they have never openly talked about. Yeah, and 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 that's uh, and that and that, but that's sort of like, I, you know, I, I'm very familiar with that that sort of like that that passive aggressiveness. That is all very familiar yeah. to me. Like that is, I don't like it. Right. I I kind of right, grew right. up to spite it in many ways myself to like actively hate that kind of passive aggressiveness. But, yeah. uh, you know, I I am very familiar with it. Right. Um, yeah. It's 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 interesting because like we get. You you know that is a bunch of like trauma and stuff, right? Like that she's dealing with, but you know, yeah. and that's she chooses to deal with it this way. I mean, yeah, it's just interesting. I I I, I it's you know this movie is is I really 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 like this movie. It's it's I think it's very telling that like this movie made me cry. Like you know like that that's yeah. It, I you know it does. It's not like that's an impossible task or anything. I do cry fairly easily, but like. A lot of these family dramas don't necessarily like hit me in a necessarily a soft spot for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like we've watched some very good ones recently, but they weren't like hitting a spot in me that is like a tender spot. Whereas this one did. This one reminds me of something like, you know, it oddly enough reminds me of something like Yee or something like that 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 hits a real specific like weak point if i were like a boss in a video game it would just be a big glowing flash <laughs> like oh if you target Your this big spot glowing, he's flashing going down heart. immediately yeah he's going yeah. down immediately if you hit him there um so yeah it, it, it's yeah i i was really very more much- video game more video game bosses should have their weakness be a glowing feels yes yeah yeah just, yeah gotta, would you like to make punch him, him in the cry? feels yeah <laughs> just every boss just ends up crying and then you have to pat him on the back and like tell him he's a good guy and yeah. like, <laughs> you're not so bad you're just misunderstood man you gotta you gotta work this out more positively um that's my non-violent video game i i like our non-violent video game uh i'm i'm sure many games exist like that in the indie game scene we focused so far on the mother because this is the I story mean, she is of, the main of, character of this movie like uh, she's yeah. not our our sort of like standing character, but she is who this movie right. is about. The director says it. Yeah. The movie makes it very clear right. that this is who yeah. it's about. Capturing capturing an image of his mother is why he's made this movie, right? And this is the most realistic image uh as far as he's concerned. Um it is, you know, I wonder if he had any siblings. I wonder if he had any other living family who might have pushed back against. Well, the I mean, I think his sister. The on, he mentioned his sister, and I think she's probably still alive. I have to assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Because also portraying, portraying the woman in this way does. Uh, I mean, it can be a little. Would have bit... the tendency to. Bring pushback. Yeah, I mean, I could if, see uh, that if, say, I were to do something like this. Right, I understand that. It, well, it's sort of interesting in that, like, it. The movie is is fairly sort of strongly talks about her in a fairly strong way, but is not cruel to her. And right, you don't hate her when it's over. Like you kind of oh, no, get no, her. No, you no. understand. You think mm, maybe right. I wouldn't like to be her son, but like, she's not like you don't hate her when it's over or anything like that. She's not an enemy or something like that. You know, she's not evil. Uh, she has <laughs> surrendered a certain amount of her heart towards uh, towards uh, a lot of you know uh, vindictiveness. But uh, but everybody, you know, 
Grandpa is is also not a great guy, uh, relationship wise. Um, no, no. That's yeah. one thing I wrote. Obviously, obviously, there is reason to think of Ozu in watching this movie. Um, though uh, our director himself cautions and says, "People who tell me this reminds me of Ozu make me think that uh, uh, Tokyo Story is the only Ozu they." Well, ever very seen. specifically, ja- uh, like non-Japanese ones, who, which I found yes, all that very interesting people. because, like. I don't know very many Japanese people who've seen more than one Ozu film either or have seen any Ozu films. Right, right, right. But also beyond that, like, we've seen a bunch, and I'm going to stick with the uh, with that. That comparison is not a bad comparison. Like, I think he wants to be humble. He doesn't want to necessarily be compared to Ozu because it's, like, to a certain extent, that's, like, that's a heavy burden to carry on your shoulders, right? But He does more readily accept uh, comparisons and, and makes them himself to Naruso. Naruse, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and, and I could see Naruse. that, but like Naruse and like Ozu also have so much in common in and of of themselves that it's kind they of do. like this is sort of maybe yeah. a distinction without meaning uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, Naruse is a little more cynical, right? Yeah, um, but we've only really ever seen the one Naruse, I believe. Have we? I thought we saw maybe have saw we seen two, another one. But we, we, maybe we've seen. two. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, a woman ascends the stairs is um, is a pretty powerful movie, uh, and I can see how you would want to be compared with that movie like that's uh i'm just saying that they feel and maybe we're being a little bit too simplistic but like a lot of those kinds of japanese films from that era where they're sort of where you have some directors really really trying to deal with a lot of sort of national trauma and a lot of like family traumas sort of do sort of feel of a piece right like because they're all kind of kind of trying to touch on the same issues um so you know, I so maybe he doesn't like the comparison, but I I don't think it's necessarily a bad comparison. Um, he even right, has right, right. I will say that like Ozu when he does comedy has, which is later, but has more is more overt than his comedy. Like his is more just like yeah, some people in the movie found this thing silly, whereas Ozu will just put gags in his movie sometimes. You know, right? I uh, I wrote down. That uh, this is like a, an Ozu film about people who have never internalized an Ozu film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say, it's, yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, it's about the sort of family that an Ozu film might be about, but time displaced, which makes <clears throat> makes their conservative views of what a family is even more egregious. I think. Well, yeah, but also like not surprising even a little bit. Like honestly speaking, like right. even I see so much of the things that I like even now you encounter with with people you meet, like just like yeah. And those are strangers what? or or people you barely know. Uh so yeah. What sets this apart from most Ozu films uh is that ultimately Ozu is about changing those opinions right. of the past and accepting a future. Uh, whereas, whereas this film, no one's really changed their mind about anyone at the end. No, I mean, it's this definitely a different of a day. sort of, yeah, it's a different sort of film. There's been, yeah. I don't think, and then, and that makes it, oh, go ahead. That makes it different to a lot of the other family dramas from 2008 that we've seen right. where there's no real, there's no re- reconciliation in the end. Um, there's no, I think about summer hours that ends with the, the granddaughter having a big party in her grandma's old house. Um, 
And even that has a level of nostalgia that we don't get right. with something like this, even as it's a pretty cynical ending. To, well, I mean, I would say that, that this story. movie is a movie about change. It's not a movie about growth, right? Like, like people don't... It, yes. Like, things are changing. The world continues to change around these people, but they're not necessarily getting, quote-unquote, errant quotes, you know, better, right? But right. in that way, it's a very sort of non-story family drama where it like what i mean is like it's okay for like and he talks about this a little bit in his interview i think or i read it i'm not sure but like like it's you know kind of the idea that it's okay for characters to just not be get better like they can just be the same character like it's like it's very engaging you're not really expecting them to get better like nobody has any really sort of like heavy insight into the life you see little things right like he does do you know like our our you know um ryota does like the tiniest bit of like self evaluation when he like tapes that draw like little essay he wrote when he was like first grader right right right, right. Like, these little things right like he's he's pouring water on that on his family's grave like at the end in a way that implies that at least he's even if he's not gotten better he's Internalize well, that he should probably at least do this one thing. Unfortunately, I do feel like the ending of this is a portrayal of him becoming more like his mother. In it's possible in what could end up in the bad ways. It could be. It could be. But like that, that well, we don't know, right? And that's okay. We also just will never know, right? It, that's definitely possible. But one could also see it from the other way, which is like he decided not to be so spiteful towards them that he would not even do this right right like right, right. because bear in mind she was doing it for her dead son who she couldn't let go of we don't get the impression that he's doing it for his parents and his dead brother that he can't let go of right you know what i mean like it, 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 there's a there's a difference there right like she She's frozen in time. She cannot let go of this. Whereas he, like, this is just an, a, a sort of familial obligation, right? You go and you do this thing. And, like, you maybe you, for a little bit, get a little introspective whenever you do it. And, and you know, keep it going. But, like, you know, he's not, like, oh, if she were only still here, right? Like, that sort of stuff, right? It's just no, he's not doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my... Our director himself says that that voiceover yeah. at the end would be something he removes if he had had to remake this movie. And I think that's a smart it would, it would The impulse. movie would be a little bit improved without it there. Like, it would, it would, it would give that, that final scene a little bit more power, I think, than it has. Because I think that's fair. Because the, the sort of... Wonder Years voiceover narration or whatever at the end is a little bit, a little overwrought. It feels like a TV thing. It feels like he accidentally yeah. slipped into TV mode for a few minutes and and maybe regrets that. Particularly given you know, we've already had the oh they'll be back later. Immediate cut to we don't have to come back again for a year at least. Right, right. <laughs> Conversations, right. Uh, so, so this, you know, I've never seen them again. 
you know, we never went to this soccer game together. Like we knew that's that was not. the case, right? We didn't need it. We like, knew that yeah. was going to happen, right? Right. Like, and, and and to a certain extent, like having it just cut to just them doing the the sort of ceremony yeah. would um would sort of heighten yeah. a lot of things. Like you know, you and know even, that they're alone. You know that no one, none of the rest of the family is there. So that's very telling, right? Right. And uh, and even if we you know leave in the mom and dad walking up the stairs, that's very symbolic of them passing on, right? Uh, so, you know, and that's why that scene's in there to begin with. So why why put a you know hang a lampshade on it? Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was just a false step. I think it's just a minor. Yeah, he's he. It happens, right? Like in an otherwise right. border on perfect movie, it's just a oopsie right. daisy. I couldn't. I couldn't quite trust my audience as much as I should have. Yeah. And again, like, you know, he had worked a long time in TV, and in TV you would definitely fucking put that voiceover narration in there. You just would. Yeah. Wouldn't even think twice about um, it. Do you think that Grandpa is still cheating on Grandma? Uh, I mean, he does go on a lot of uh, extracurricular activities. Yes. Um. When, yeah. when Keo asks him... Uh, who he goes to the soccer games with, and he just sort of he pauses for a second, and says it doesn't matter. Right, right. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's. it's pretty... it, I don't know. At, at some point, like you get the impression that like, like there's a weird there's a statement somewhere about like gambling's the only thing that remains when like right, the women right, and alcohol yeah. get to be too much for you at this point or something like that. But like, which sort of feels like a, they're talking because we get we jump in mid conversation in a conversation we don't understand what it is, right? But you could get the impression that it's something maybe related to like this may be a sort of open secret. Maybe his daughter knows, right. even though like he, they've never talked about it, right? Um, you get the impression that at some point it may have be mostly emotional cheating at this point, where it's just like they go, he has people right. he goes and hangs out like women he goes and hangs out yeah. with rather than his wife while she has to stay home and right. be essentially and the neighbor, never get to go anywhere. The neighbor woman who dies during during our narrative, um, or is taken to the hospital at least during our narrative, um, is obviously someone he has an emotional connection right. with, um, which at the beginning of the movie we establish as sort of just him still wanting to be the neighborhood doctor and to have people call him doctor. Uh, but... It's also I yeah. It seems like think, it's possible that it's more than that. Yeah, like yeah. it's. I don't think his reaction is solely one of impotence, of of right, uh, profession, <laughs> profession impotence, you know, career impotence, of not wanting to be not a doctor. Right, and right. also just sort of the way he reacts, especially <laughs> in the phone call, and the fact that she, like, it does have this sort of like it. it it's unclear but you get this you do get yeah it could go right? either way yeah. i really think you do so, get impressions yeah. of and then and, and again there's like talks of it, like, he goes to soccer games sometimes there's a couple other things he does like with his free time that get brought up throughout i can't remember what they are but there's a few yeah. other things he does where you're like are you just going alone or right, you seem right. to have a lot of extra like a lot of outside activities while your wife seems to have none none whatsoever uh, yeah. It's very understandable why she would be very resentful. Like, let's be very clear here. Like, right. Uh, the manifestation of her resentment, though, is still just 
to have during the little family reunion your son put on a record that you insist is our song, even as your husband says, we don't have a song. Uh, and then to have the reveal that it is really just an insult to him mm-hmm. to put that song on. Oh, man, what a what a beautiful pettiness. I mean, I would say uh, that like the one thing that separates her from you know somebody like my grandmother or something is that like my grandmother, I'm convinced, would have never told. She would take no, that to no. her grave. Oh, like, absolutely. She would know, yeah. and like there would be a weird palpable tension in the air when things like that, you know, like that, but yeah. like would never ever tell why that is. Like, if there's anything that I would say about this, his mother character here compared to, and, and not she's not the only one person I've known like that, is that that willingness to just come out and say the thing that she's and yeah. that I mean it serves the narrative purpose, right? I wonder, right? You know, maybe that's what Cordelia's yeah, mother was like, and, right? Where she would come out and yeah. say the thing. Yeah. See, that's active aggression, right? Right. Uh, whereas, I, yeah, whereas I've never known the, that. I've only the, ever known the passive aggressive. Right. Right. Yeah. It's too too buried. Um, yeah. It's also uh, possible though that she's getting. You know, it's interesting. It's like also has that idea that like, well, she's kept this secret for thirty years, forty years, right? It's also quite possible that it's sort of in a weird sort of like I feel that I sense the time is coming. I gotta right. I gotta let this son of a bitch know what I think about him before he dies. Yeah. Which is very funny to think um, about, but one of the greatest food movies we've watched. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's very good. Um it, it it has a it's interesting that those are all recipes that his mother made. I mean they're all recipes that like everybody's mom yeah. makes, but whatever. Like they are special to him. Which is which is important and interesting. Right. It's just you know they're not. There's nothing. There's nothing in here that is a particularly special dish. I've, I don't know. It seems like it seems like in the background material, no one is familiar with the corn fritters. I've had it, but yeah, it's possible that like there are a lot of dish regional dishes that are like country people food that doesn't get that don't get eaten by like that makes sense. So it's quite possible that like it's just country people food. Uh, yeah, because I've definitely um, had that before. Like the first line of this movie is "radishes are genius." Yes, uh, yes, and it it is as much about the communal preparation and consumption of food during these family reunions as it is about anything else. Yeah, it's also uh, it's, it's about like it's the only time she becomes she she's like becomes more tender when she's doing it. It's like the thing that like right actually allows her to connect with her family but even then she can't kind of like quite give up like for example she does a thing that I'm very familiar with but like she kind of just harangues her daughter like constantly throughout the entire preparation process Uh, again I think I'm familiar with but like um, her daughter's just so used to it she just ignores she just brushes it all off it's like oh you've been doing this for 40 years or whatever 35 years or something right there's still a hierarchy in it our point of view character is still made to do the the corn thrushing that he has always had to do, right. and and drags his new family into it. Um, uh, I find that interesting because I've never, I I've you know I I have limited experience with Japanese families, but the idea that any of, that any of the adult men are doing any work of any value is is shocking to me. During field meal preparation <laughs> is a fundamentally <laughs> shocking experience. Um. Well, 
certainly none of the others are. This is true. So. This is true. This, this is fair. It's also quite possible that he just it's something he likes to do. Basically, you kind of get the impression that it's possibly a thing that he is nostalgic for. That he. Right. He, despite how much he sort of seems to hate spending time with his family, there are things in here that make him nostalgic and make him feel some some affection right. for his family. We encounter multiple of Families. those throughout this throughout this uh, yeah movie. Families are complicated. Yeah, it man. is. It, they are. Yeah, of course. Especially when you're living in the shadow of a dead older brother, right. who everyone gets to say. Oh, he would have been perfect. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? They uh, have the, they have the perfect they have the perfect person, right? A dead person is always yeah. just as perfect as you need them to be, right? And they right. they've done that, right? They've done that in spades here. Uh, everybody, he would have yeah. been everything to everyone. Um, and and they use this kind of a cudgel on everybody else. Uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, actually. To, to set this apart from Ozu, um, Tokyo's story particularly, the the dead son is a means of maintaining a relationship with the daughter-in-law, right? Right. Whereas here, the daughter-in-law is not in the picture at all. And is maybe remarried, she is but remarried. no one's really She's sure. She's definitely remarried. Yeah. The very ending, the um, very at the very end, they talk about, like, it's, yeah, she's definitely remarried. She has another kid. She has a kid with... The yes. New, the yes, new, yes, she yes, does yes. not have did not have a kid with um their son right. but she has had a, they they are they are spiteful about that too uh, of course right. um yeah so we have you know we have that death in the background that is not a means of connection like it would be in an Ozu film um we also have um Ryota's wives husband right. who's dead in the background um so you know obviously obviously in many ways this is a movie we have so we have the neighbor woman go to the hospital apparently in a bad spot um this is a movie that is haunted by death uh and haunted by dead relatives uh, right i mean yeah the you know in, in that way though it, it's very like it's very real, right? Because everybody's right. family is basically chock full of dead people. That's like what families are, right? right? They're like it really just comes down to how how much that negatively impacts your family or positively impacts your family, right? And and in and in Ozu films, to a certain extent, it they prove to be not not good for the family, but they do help keep things the family united whereas here they like that all those deaths seem to be just sort of tearing people apart right um but then again like i mean we do we, we i describe this as a being a movie about change without any growth but like there's like clearly growth in the family between Nyota and like his his family like his sort of new family over the course of the film like there's there's positive growth there it's not it's completely devoid of growth you know what i mean right like there's clearly more more affection at the end than at the beginning, right? Um and you know, it's just, you know, it's 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 so it's it's maybe not entirely there's no growth between him and his fan, his parents, but like right. One has to wonder how much of that is just because they don't want to they are they are have shut themselves down to growth, you know. They they don't 
they don't grow. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're they're harassing a man 12 years later because he, as as very clearly as a very young man, like as like a 12 or 13-year-old, right. was rescued it, yeah. by their son who did a did a good and noble thing and yes. died in the process. A thing that like, so you, like you get a, a sort of like a, a sort of a, a, a sort of a mirror universe, a sort of negative universe version of like what in another movie would be a positive thing, right? And that, and that's interesting right. in, of the, in and of itself because like in another movie, they venerate the fact that their son like, sacrifice his life to to save somebody else and that's seen as a noble and good act and like and like they kind of, they sort of can't let go of how good he was in that way but instead they are just very spiteful about the whole thing right they they hate this right. this young man and in many ways you wonder how much of how fucked up his life is is because they will not let him let go like how much measurably better does his life get when they die like yeah. i would argue probably a lot Probably a lot, but considering he's becoming more and more like his mother toward the end. No, of the I movie, mean, I meant sorry, I meant Yoshio, the 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 the, oh, the, the yes. man who got rescued. It, it, is oh, that yeah. like how much of his fucked up life is the result of the fact that every year he's made to like like show contrition for his guilt. like for yeah. for being alive for like the per, for for solely yeah. for being alive. Uh, he didn't ask to be rescued. He his yeah. the the person who rescued him did it presumably because he was a good person who thought rescuing other people is a is an obligate like a sort right. of a, a thing people do right and instead he's made to like sort of claim his life is worthless every year and like one has to yeah. like wonder like when they die like is he suddenly free and like does he suddenly his life I mean it's maybe a little bit too late I mean he'll be like twenty eight but like not too too late. Right. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, with Ryota, uh, I mean, like, again, like, we see, we don't see a lot of him after his parents are dead, but, like, he doesn't seem, we don't get enough information to know, but, like, again, the, the you don't get the impression necessarily that he's not coming and pouring water over the grave out of spite or something. Right, Like, because right. if yeah. he didn't want to do it, he wouldn't have to be there, right? Like, there's nobody, nobody's left to make him do that. He's doing that because he wants right. to. And he's, even as he, he does it out of, you know, maybe a familial ob- obligation, he does use the same terminology his mother used. Um, uh, there's still the aspect he has chosen to do it, which is not something his sister seems to have chosen to do. Uh, his sister, who and, I would assume lives in the house that his parents right. lived in. Like, almost it, like, it's almost guaranteed. Like, she would have inherited that house, yeah. like. He would have inherited yeah. that house, and then he didn't want it, obviously. So, right. Um. Yeah. So, you know, both he and Yoshio uh, are suddenly free to no longer live in the shadow of this dead man that they have spent the last fifteen years living right. in the shadow of. I mean, and the biggest difference is that, like, at least Yota, like, presumably, like you know, cared for his brother. Ryota's freed from being made to feel like the inferior fail son of like this, like the, the worst version of this person. Right. And maybe he's, right. maybe it's too late. Maybe he still holds some of that inside of himself. Uh, this other guy, Yosho is just, is essentially just set free. Right. Like, because right. one has to assume that like, who knows, but like he, I, I, one would hope that like, as 
that he personally has let go of it a long time ago. And that, like, it's just yeah. this, you know, once a year he has to come here and be har- like harangued by these horrible people. Right, 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 right. And he right, can't, right. he feels like obligated. He has to come. Uh, and like, you know, I could understand feeling like, like you have to come. It's just, it's a damn shame. These people are so terrible. Yeah. Like one would like, again, in a different version in a different kind of movie, they like admire how like, n- like noble their son was and maybe like take an, overly aggressive interest in Yoshio's life and try to like make it like you know serve as a sort of replacement or something like that but that's a different sort of movie yeah, um, yeah. and I could see an Ozu film yeah actually that, doing exactly that. I, there are definitely Japanese films that, I, that make me think that that there are other directors or other writers who would have done something like that where now, now it's overbearing in a different way where they're like trying to manage his life to make him sort of accomplish the things their son didn't accomplish or, right know, but, but she she talks to him as if he is a surrogate when he's there just to make him feel extra bad. No, yeah, he she's it's she's just, fucking no. terrible. Like like we can yeah. we can like understand her pain and stuff. But like right. to 15 years later be harassing this person who is 25 yeah. years old. He was yeah. 10 years old when this happened. Yeah. He was a child. Your grandchildren are all around the age of this child who like and like to just harass him the whole time it's it's horrible it's and like in that way right that we talked about this earlier but that's like the moment that sort of separates her from people i've known like this because they right. would never never say out loud what they actually think about that just right, never right, right, ever right. um and like you know it and how you know how much of that is true to like his actual mother, and how much is that is her expressing a thing that her mother, his mother, would not have expressed, but like helps the audience right. fully understand and grasp what like what's happening here. Right. Yeah. Who knows? There's the there's an interesting there's the the scene where one of the scenes that kind of got to me a little bit is when his mother is with um his wife uh, when Nyota's mother is with his wife. He, um, uh-huh. she, like, um, she, uh, does a thing that I've, that, like, is, is very familiar. Like, there's this sort of, she starts, like, trying to kind of, like, lecture her on, like, having babies and stuff. It's, yes. it's, it's such a, it's such a thing that I've seen so many times. And even from right. strangers, just sort of lecturing people like, "Oh, you need to hurry up and have babies," and the like. I don't know. It's just... Yes, and she's she's particularly approaching it from a "I need a real grandson" yeah. from this, not not this fake one that you brought me, right? Um, which is you know just an extra level of of pettiness and meanness and. Huh. And, and <clears throat> it's I find it very fascinating that in its, its own in very small way. The father has done a is more embracing of this child than than the yeah. grandmother. He he at least treats him with some amount of like at least mild affection. Where he's like, you know, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it's all in service of trying to get a doctor in the family. I don't know, right? But he doesn't he doesn't seem to hate the child the way that the, the mother seems to in a lot of ways, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, it's not like she's she doesn't just, have real. It's not like she doesn't have gr- uh, grandchildren already. She just doesn't like. She just doesn't like the idea that right. like she's just angry that her son married a woman who's already got has a child. Basically, she's just angry. Yeah, yeah. I gotta imagine. You know, we don't see a lot of her vitriol aimed at the sister's husband, with the with the sole exception of. After he well, leaves, it's it mostly about how he didn't do. It's the, very the passive aggressiveness of like oh, this guy's a right worthless piece of shit, like whatever. It's more like but yeah, she has to. Oh, go ahead, sorry. She has to also be disappointed in that relationship, right? Well, I think she's disappointed in the <laughs> family, right? Because she doesn't like how right. noisy the kids are. She thinks her his hus her she thinks her husband is useless, and yeah. and like is kind of unhappy with how hard the wife is, how hard her daughter is pushing to live with them. She's just, right. she's just angry about everything. She just is. Yeah. Everything makes her unhappy. She's probably been unhappy basically her whole life, and she's just as unhappy now as she has been for the whole time, right? Right. Right. And whereas an Ozu film might might have us give her an epiphany that that her life has been a parade of sadness and she has to embrace something before she dies in order to find happiness uh, instead we get what we get which is no one learns any lessons yeah i mean i would and say then they that, shake hands at the end yeah oh my god it's so cold it's such a weird <laughs> thing to do like even le- even no contact would be less weird than like it, i mean it's not very i, I yes. mean it's part of the movie right it's like of course but like it's so funny that like, it's just the coldest thing you could possibly do. Um, Absolutely, it's, it's fascinating that way. Like I, it's in that way she almost crosses sometimes into the boundary of being kind of unbelievable as a character. Where you're like, oh, this this person is is almost too much to be believable. Almost, yeah. you know. It reminded me of a time where I did not realize in the moment I was being incredibly offensive to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran into a very old friend of mine and his wife. And his wife, I don't really know. I'd met her maybe once before then. We were at the grocery store. Uh, and I hugged him and then didn't hug her. Mm. And I realized post-fact that I came off as super cold to her. I, I was like trying yeah. to... I think in the moment I was I was thinking she's probably she doesn't she shouldn't want to hug me and I shouldn't allow her to feel socially pressured to hug me because we don't really know each other. Uh but I mean at least you didn't instead, shake her I hand. Think she just felt offended. I might have. Uh, that that really would that remember. would be bad. Like if you shook her hand that would be bad. Yeah. Like you know, see that's I don't I don't know. I'm not good at negotiating those kind of situations. Let's be very clear here. Right. Uh that's not a skill I have. Um, I would have probably just not touched anybody because I would have been unsure how to handle it. That is my usual <laughs> right, response right, to right. not knowing how to handle a situation is like, well, I will just recoil in fear uh, and then hope that nobody tries to touch me. Um, well, see you later. Yeah, basically. Go catch you on the flip side. Um, but yeah, like it. But yeah, just to shake the hands of like people who are. Yeah. In your family, as a fair as a farewell, is just like, oh boy, that is, right. I mean, she's she's bad. She's bad. Like, there's no way around it. But you know, we we are not made to like hate her. She's just 
yeah. kind of at least, too far gone. At least Ryota calls her out on that one in the midst of it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What yeah, are you this doing? Is like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, like, I mean, because, like, it's it's such a deeply uncomfortable moment, right? Like, I will say yeah. that um, the acting in the movie is, is, is excellent, right? And, like, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, and learning that Abe apparently comes from a comedian background. And that he's six two, man. Yeah, he's he huge, is, man. Like, he's a very famous Japanese. He's a actor. huge guy. Like I've seen him in other stuff oh, sure. all the yeah. time. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of Japanese actors have have comedic backgrounds because it's of an easier way. Yeah. It's not easier, but is a more common way to break into media here, right? Um, and he's a very good actor, and I, I, yeah. <laughs> he does a very good job in this movie. He's he's very good. The acting across the board is very good. I'm I'm. Always impressed when a movie has child actors who are not embarrassingly bad. Like they all do an excellent job right. here. Like they're all very believable, very real. Um, they yeah, feel like children. Another Ozu thing about this. Yes. Movie. Yeah. No, I actually, I really did. I really did immediately. The first Ozu movie I thought about while watching this was Good Morning, yeah. but not because of the child actors. It was because of the train going through. Yeah. The Tokyo yeah, suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like I. I think that always like t- like it, it's. It, it, there's a lot. There's actually a lot of things that do remind me about Ozu here. Also, way the way this, yeah. the way, um, Kreda handles like shooting into Tommy rooms and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like we've heard multiple people talk about the way Ozu had to treat it and the way like, because like it's can be as he talks about it here it can be a very boring scene setting if you're not careful. Right. Uh, what I find right. fascinating is he even does things that like Ozu wouldn't necessarily do, which is like. They have that tatami mat facing the 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 garden, and he frames mm-hmm. it like almost like a like a fairly rudimentary sort of like still portrait, right? Where like it's framed like directly from the side in a way that like puts everybody in. It creates a really like you don't see that very often, right? Where it's like right you would all, you would expect an angle, but it's just shot directly straight down the barrel uh, through that table. Yeah, and I I quite like those scenes. They're very affecting. Um, yeah, yeah. There's so few Ozu films aside from Good Morning that we've seen have young children in them. Yeah. So there's there's an amount of energy in those scenes just with the kids moving. Right. Yeah. Through. Just having children like we don't being children yeah. is 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 a really it adds energy to scenes that would otherwise be probably pretty. It wouldn't be dry, but they would be more still and more um, contemplative, right? And and what's neat yeah. is what he does there, where he slowly, as he points out in, in his interview, like reduces the number of people in that scene until it's just the dad, it's just the dad and Ryota, and like, and now it does become sort of right. contemplative and somber, right? They 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 have no relationship to just sort of sit and talk with each other, so. Right, it it creates right. this mood, this sort of instant mood. Like we can all feel it, right? Like the entire audience is just—it's palpable. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Uh, it's just a masterfully done. It's it's excellent. I mean, this movie journey. is. And it's interesting to find out what things were kind of luck, right? Like with the the ship stranded on the shore is just so fucking good, yeah. and it's pure luck. It's amazing. Yeah. Ah, uh, what was the yeah, other thing the that was luck? The There's scenes. something else that was luck. He said like they, we didn't plan that, and it just sort of happened. And uh, what was it? 
I can't remember particularly. Yeah, he mentioned something else that just like, happened, and he's like, "Oh, this is great." Shots of shots of nature where where you know they just happened to be while they were on location, but <clears throat> but the boat's the big one. Um, uh, perhaps because of where I'm at this week. Um, one of the things I thought about in the opening scene of the doctor's walk through town, uh, when he doesn't want to go across the footbridge and looks longingly at the beach, uh, there's obviously the aspect that that is where his son died, and right. this is the anniversary of his son's death. Uh, but there's also the aspect of he didn't want to cross the very busy road, right. and, maybe did, and maybe couldn't cross that very busy road. And then later the kids get told to watch out for cars. Uh so I thought about the a little bit the way you know this obviously small town communal you know the the local doctor's office that's inside the neighborhood uh, has been affected by cars and sort of cut off right right uh, um but that very busy road is not like a highway you know I mean <laughs> I I would but, say like I would not it, it given like my sort of familiar with like sort of Japanese road construction and the way they're like, there is more than likely an actual crosswalk somewhere further down. Uh, yeah. This is meant to provide like beach access. You encounter a lot of these right. overpasses uh, around here at least. Um, it they're, they're a pain in the ass though, right? Like people avoid them when they can, right? Like they are right. annoying to like go over, but like, you know, it's interesting because that road certainly has gotten wider and wider and wider. There, it's not a highway because there aren't that kind of like on land highways in Japan at all. Like they, they're like yeah. the the freeway system is its own separate like operating entity that doesn't interact with local roads at all. Um, right. And so, it's it's just interesting, yeah. But like it does form a barrier, right? It, like it's meant that that road is probably in part meant to convey people to be able to go to the beach. Uh, you know, it, like be able to drive to the beach. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where we are exactly. I was never able to get a. I, I didn't pay attention well enough to know where we are actually. But we're. It's still a fairly busy suburb. Like we are not in the countryside. Right. Uh, which is which is its own sort of interesting thing because, it does seems like seem like Korea tries to, have his cake and eat it too with regards to like where they are. Sometimes it's very the family feels very rural and then other times like no 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 we're in a, like a pretty busy suburb here like this is right. a this is not the middle of nowhere exactly this family feels a little too parochial for like where they live if i'm being honest sp- yeah and it's and the story's sort of a little out of time like does you know it's 2008 guy died 15 years ago i guess the the music he has up kind of makes sense, but it's American and it's outdated by like eight years. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, given the timeline, but it probably tracks closer to with when he started writing it, which would be like two thousand and one or something like that, or whenever. Yeah. Like, right, yeah, right that around probably the, makes like, sense. Probably makes more sense that way. Um, yeah, like it, it is a some of that stuff's a little off. My other thing would be like, yeah. this is. This is going to sound really strange, and I may be like off base here, but they seem too poor. Like I've never met a poor doctor in Japan ever in my entire life. Yeah, uh, they're just they just aren't. They make a lot of money, despite it be th- like 
the nationalized health insurance system doesn't has not served them poorly. Okay, right. Uh, um, and like, well, the, that balanced that balanced against the fact that our main character is basically unemployed, and his brother in law sells RVs for a living. Maybe, uh, maybe that money has dried up. In well, yeah, I can I can see that, that also produce resentment. It just sort of like partially to me like their house seems too. Now, one could argue that maybe, like, when the, the when the son died, they just sort of stopped giving a shit and just didn't, well, like, we don't put right. money into anything. One does wonder where all the money went because, uh, like I said, he's not, they, he would not be poor. Like, that's, again, I've right. never heard right. of a poor Japanese doctor in my entire time here. I don't think they exist. Um, unless he was doing all this as pro bono work. But, again, like, there's no reason to because, like, again... Health right. insurance, uh, like I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing to say, but like their house is in such a state of disrepair relative to like what you would. And it's an old house. Like I get that. Like you know, I've known people with you know, people have old houses here like a lot. It's not an uncommon thing, but like it seems odd for a doctor's family. That, I don't know. It just I don't know. I it's hard to describe. It just feels. A little off from my own experiences right. um even if they had an old house you would expect it to be a very well appointed old house you know what i mean like there would be sort of evidence of how much money they have in places that just don't doesn't exist um unless is unless yeah but i wonder if that's create a i wonder if that's create a um just not wanting to introduce a class element that would be inherent to whatever the difference between what his dad did and what this dad does. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I, my guess would be that like in many ways he's despite this being a doctor, he is trying to capture his family life in ways that like aren't necessarily reflective of like what their life, like this family's life would be. Again, it's just yeah. like they. You don't get the impression, like, I mean, you do get a little bit, like, in the sense that, like, they sent him apparently, like, seemingly off to art school, which is just such a, would be seen as such a sort of expensive use of money by, uh, by families here. Like, I, I, I can see an argument that, like, they did pay their child's way through college and some of that, you know, it's not like they didn't have money. It's just, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as, as lavish as one would almost expect like things are in rough shape right like the the bath tiles are falling off the wall and that's not a thing i would expect in a in in a doctor's family's house so that's sort of just a, a little minor observation it's not a big deal it doesn't like hurt the movie or anything it's just sort of like it feels somewhat anachronistic it feels a little weird um yeah yeah, their house feels much more small town than the suburban setting that we're actually. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and old houses in in those suburbs will be old, like they they. Right. But like, right. you would expect, like, especially considering how much money he probably had and has, that that would have been used to like keep up, like keep up the house, right? And it, again, maybe it, it's meant to reflect the fact that like they just the house is a shell in the same way that like they are after the death of their son. Well, maybe the money's gone to taking care of his twelve other families. That uh, yeah, that's the other possibility. That his affairs are extremely expensive. 
Um, yeah. Who knows? No, it's it's just yeah, a no, weird uh, thing. I don't know. It's not it's not a big deal. But. We can maybe make some inferences about uh, Cordillera's, uh class upbringing, but uh, nothing really direct. Um, the only the only thing about his dad's employment is that he was born in Taiwan and conscripted into the Japanese military during World War II, then spent three years in Siberia after the end of the war. I mean, who did, uh, though? And then, yeah, right. Um, many film directors did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, to a certain extent, that's yeah. not like that's not the most uncommon story for... Um, right. Which sounds cold. I'm not trying to be cold, but, like, you know, it's it, that right. is a... A a lot of people ended up in prison, like preserve war camps after World War Two. Yeah. Um, it. What's more interesting is like he was a. I, I'm trying to get back over to his um, Wikipedia page, and for some reason, Wikipedia decided not to take me to the Wikipedia page. That's weird. Uh, I mean, he went to Waseda University, which is not a cheap place to go. Fair. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean university. his family's rich. Like I'm not saying that it's. I mean, he was born in Tokyo, so like that sort of changes things because like to, those kind of major universities are essentially only available to people from the capital and other major cities. But um, yeah, uh, who knows? We don't. I don't really. I haven't read his whole personal life thing. Uh, right, but I think there. But also there's an implication that they did this. not have a lot of money because there's like we couldn't go to the cinema altogether and stuff like that. So Right. Um right. It, it seems like enough, more he may have just been enough here. taken into Waseda like on merit or something to that effect. Right. Right. Um there's enough here to suggest that given the reason we started talking about this, he grew up in a different in a different uh, income bracket than the characters of this movie. Right. And it seems like that house um, is more to reflect his upbringing than it is to reflect theirs yeah. would have been. Reflect his mom's house more than it reflects right. these characters' houses, uh, but I don't know. What do I know? I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. It, I know. It's noticeable enough to me that I suspect other people who watch this movie would notice as well. They'd like, oh, this is a little odd, or 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 alternatively, they they frittered their money away in really extreme ways, which is also possible, right? There's all kinds of ways to like be like to lose all your money. I mean, they do. She does have a lot there of kimonos, is, which does imply that she is buying kimonos, right. which are not cheap. Right. Yeah, there's an amount of conspicuous consumption in this movie. That's true. That does exist if we wanted to read into it. Like the, the sushi delivery, right? They, uh, there's definitely an implication that they order a sushi little, a fair amount. Uh, yes. And they do buy the deluxe set. They buy, buy the deluxe set. They order enough that she's comfortable calling back and saying, hey, can you add the uh, sea urchin or whatever? Uh, well, the one that sort of is a dead giveaway to me is there's two things that are sort of a dead giveaway. They do spend a fair amount of money. Is A, the piano. Pianos are extremely expensive. Yes. Uh, they're not found in homes of people who do not have money. Um, right. And uh, the the rodeo machine. That was a big fad when I first got here. That, like, families, I don't know how to explain. They, they were being sold at, like, all the, they were, they were expensive. And as far as I yeah. know, their rodeo machine ended up in the same place everybody else's rodeo machine ended up in a storage closet, essentially. Yeah, jammed into a room yeah. that nobody uses anymore. 
because I don't think anybody right. ever used one of those things ever. I think thousands were sold to, all to take up space in people's houses, in the corners of people's rooms. Right, right. They were definitely a fad uh, yeah. when I first got here. This, this movie came out not that long after I got here, and they were they were a fad at that time. That's very silly. They're supposed to be good for your. They're supposed to be good exercise. Um, I don't yeah. know anybody who ever actually used them to exercise. I think they mostly just hold gotta, shit. Got to engage those core core muscles. Yeah, I mean, to hold in on. theory, it's a good idea, but like they're huge machines for houses that are not very big. Right, like, it's a lot of space to take up for like a thing that. Unless you're going to use it all the fucking time, but yeah, no, th- yeah. those things are evidence of fairly conspicuous consumption. Again, like I said, they they buy. She's obviously bought multiple kimonos to the point where she's willing to give them away, even to a woman she seemingly does not like very much. Um, right. It's more that like I would have also expect. I guess again, maybe the house is just not a thing that they care to spend any money on. They're just going to let it fall into to ruin or whatever. Yeah. Well, none of their children deserve to have the house. That's that's so, true. That's uh, true. Plus, she's clearly trying to passive aggressively murder her husband. She left the soap on the floor. <laughs> she's letting the tiles fall apart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it. It's yeah. I mean, like I guess I guess that is true. It's it's quite possible that she's just like I'm waiting for this guy, this motherfucker to die. Then she'll spend all the money, Pat. All of it, or apparently die three years later. Oh yeah, yeah. There was also that aspect. She does, just or, do or that. May, it might even not have been three. I think that he died three years later. She died very soon after. Well, she didn't have anybody to hate anymore. Yeah. All the people. It's just not. There's nothing. It's the only thing keeping you going. That's fair. The vitriol was fair. was the only thing that powered uh, powered her. So shit, I got nobody to 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 yell at and be angry at all the time. I'm just going to lay down and die. Well, Rayota did have did have a baby. Yep. with his new yep. wife, so that that makes his his mom happy from beyond beyond the grave. Yes, I mean that that last scene is is interesting, right? Like, you know, there's definitely you do get a it's not it's not like spelled out, but you do get the impression that this family has become more of a family over time. More, yeah. you know, it doesn't feel like anybody's. I don't know you just you just get this impression. There's the, they seem cheerier than they did, even despite being going to a grave uh, grave site. Like they seem more comfortable with each other, which is I you know, and maybe I'm just reading into it, but like, which is definitely possible. But it's also they're very good actors, so it's also possible they're just yeah. doing a, a good job of showing a different relationship now than before. Absolutely. I really love the behind the scenes bits with uh I didn't get with Karen that, Kiki. But uh <clears throat> it is it is very obvious that she does not want to play the old woman. Right. Uh <clears throat> even though she's very good at it, uh, and commits to it. But uh but like they they do uh they do some costuming stuff with her and she's like, I do I don't know how to wear that. And she's in like a a black button down and black jeans as they're having this conversation right, right. <laughs> of what what nightgown she'll be wearing. What how how do you want the collars cut for this? There's some <laughs> she's like I I do not know. Uh, well, yeah, like what do you what do you want it to be? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she is fantastic, and then she fully embodies the role that she's playing, obviously. Um, and yeah, like you said, everybody's good in here, even kid actors <coughs> are good. And I feel like the uh, the interactions between the children are realistic mm-hmm. interactions to to what those cousins would would say to one another and the sorts of questions you'd have about your cousin's dead dad. Well, and it, and it's kind of fascinating because the kids don't harbor the sort of animosities and stuff that uh, that the adults right. do. So by by the time they're like they leave, by the time we get to the end of that twenty four hours, they're out doing stuff together. Like they, they, right. the cousins are unsure initially how to like interface with the, interface with each other, but like we sort of see a, a a different world, right? Because like kids, in many ways, especially like younger kids, can get over that kind of shit way way. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're just like by the time they're just, well, we're just going to go run around together. Like this is a thing we can just do. Like and I find that yeah. very interesting too. That like they kind of. They go through a, uh, a a period of accepting each other that is extremely short relative to what is essentially an eternal process for the rest of the family. Right. Right. Uh, silly people. I was looking up um oh, I was looking up Kieran Kiki's uh I uh Filmography, because I've encountered multiple times in my life, and I was just like, "What movies have I I'm seen?" Sure. Her? And I and I was like, kind of scrolling through. It's just so many, right? Like, but uh, yeah. Anything that jumps out that you actually? I mean, recognize? not things that like we've watched together, but uh, I watched the. She was in a movie called Kamikaze Girls that I watched a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite good. I don't remember it super well, but I definitely watched it. Um. She's also in Shoplifters. Yeah. She's in. Um, she's she played in. Uh, she's done some voice acting too. It seems like. Oh, she's eh, just, just a good actress. Like just very good. Uh, excellent in this movie. Just like absolutely, just so. I I. W- it is it is terrifying how good she is at at portraying this very very spiteful person. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, the feeling I got from the uh, from the behind the scenes things was not that this was a person very, very close to her actual interactions with the world. So, uh, yeah, she played it very well. Um, and you, you did very well in this movie as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's really, uh, you know, it sounds weird to just keep like repeat, but like. The cast is just fucking phenomenal in this movie. Like, right? I it everybody just play like play. It, it's just extremely well acted in a way that I was. I mean, I I was kind of expecting it because you know I had heard of the movie before and I you know I'd heard good things, but like, I don't. You know, you never know, right? Like, you just never know what what'll happen, what people think is good, or what th- people think is bad. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this movie made me cry, which is, like, a thing that, like, doesn't happen with every movie, especially not every family drama we watch. They really have to pick up on something that, like, hits me close to home or or, or at least, like, makes me think about things in a very specific way, especially this one dealing with the death of a of a child and, and sort of, like, 
dealing with the death of a child in a way that we don't encounter very often um, in 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 any media, really, in the sense that like yeah. we we get a lot of we we've encountered a decent number of these kinds of sort of stories where the family's trying to get over it or deal with it, but I've never we've I think this might be the first time we've ever seen it manifest as pure pure anger you know what i mean just like just yeah it, and 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 especially with given so much time between the thing like it's not like it was like a year ago or two years ago it's it's oh it's, yeah yeah no this is this is set apart from from those other family dramas we've watched in in its emotional lack of journey right <laughs> certainly and i and i like it for that i re- i really do like it's it goes to show that even the things I might harangue another movie for, if it's done in a movie that I think like does it very well in a way that I that I find engaging, I anything that I might complain about in another movie can be totally accepted in a movie that does a good job of it and that I like. Absolutely, like I would I would Absolutely. definitely di- give a movie shit for this exact thing, and probably have at some point. But like in a right. movie like this, it's just no, it works perfectly. I I I don't need them to get better. Or I just you know, you want them. You hope they're going to get better. They're not going to, but you hope. But like, you right. just they are to experience their life for a little while. Yeah, yeah, and it helps that you know this is one day, right? Right, as right. Yeah, to... it's it's instead of being yeah, it, it would be almost weird for in one day for everybody to go through an emotional revelation and suddenly become a better person, right? Like that would be that right. would be a bad movie if everybody just walked certainly away has happened from, in other oh, yeah. in other versions of this story we've seen. And worked in other versions of the story that we've seen, but, but yeah, uh, would not have worked here, and I'm glad they did not try to shoehorn it in. And I and I and I, you know, just from hearing uh, Correa talk, I don't. He does not seem like the sort of person who would ever do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Does not. Right, right, it right, does right. not seem to be what he's all about. And so, I I'm very excited to watch other films by him unfortunately the criterion collection has one and it's a million right. years from now adam um, we will be as old as the as the grandparents in this movie by the time we get to that movie. okay well that part's true yeah by the time we get to that movie which is spine uh what did i say 1086 yeah, something like that uh we will. Uh, we'll have. We'll be fifty in our. We'll be in our. We'll be in our late forties. Well, it's ten years from now. It's at least ten yeah, years. Yeah, it's, it's ten, right? Because so. we do about. We've done five hundred and change in ten years. Right. So we, you right. know, it. It. We will be in our. We will be rapidly approaching fifty. So we will not be old, as old as the the grandparents here, but we'll be damn close. <laughs> right. How will our marriage have changed over that time, Adam? With you, what with you constantly you, stepping out on me and me stuck at home making radishes. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, stick around <laughs> for the next ten years for, to find out. <clears throat> for the next ten years, watch our um, watch our relationship slowly crumble. I start I start playing passive aggressive music at Adam all the time. We have yeah. to take Jonathan's music After, like, out and replace it with passive aggressive yeah. music that I call our song. <laughs> I like that. Um, Afterlife is that other film, and uh, as I said, uh, it does look incredibly interesting. It is spying ten eighty nine, in fact, not ten eighty six. Um, oh, so it's 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 ten years yeah. plus a little bit extra, a little yeah, three bit three more, more weeks on to our initial estimate. Uh, but yeah, 
And depending on when it falls in the in the year schedule, that could be four or five extra weeks because it might be it might be time for the holiday special. In there, right? So. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, uh, who knows how things will have changed in ten years? Um, I okay, Adam. We don't need, we can't talk about this. May. I'm going to go into a weird state if we continue along this line because yeah, I, I don't, don't not need to, to start thinking that. about my family in ten years from now. Like. That is a massive amount of time, Adam. Don't do it, Pat. You're going to have an existential crisis. I will. It's already starting. We need to hurry and finish this episode before it actually happens. Well, before Pat has an existential crisis, we'll get him to bed, and we will actually pull this to close. It's a bit of a shorter episode, but I'm in recovery. Yeah. And it's a really good movie. Just watch the movie. Yeah, like it's one of those ones where it's like, I. you should just go watch it. You don't need... It's on Criterion Channel. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it blew it's really my great. mind. I have uh, literally the thing I, we keep comparing it to Ozu, but the thing it, it brought to mind most strongly for me was Yi Yi. I just couldn't. Yeah, it just it oh, feels absolutely. of a piece with those kind the, that movie. I mean, that movie's you know came out in two thousand, but I just right, I right, I kept thinking yeah. about how that movie affected me and how this one feels similar. Yeah, that is. That is true. I talk about all these movies as if they came out in 2008, but they did come out between two th- 1999 and like 2010 as far as their actual release right. dates are. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, next week we'll be talking about Alexander McKendrick's Sweet Smell of Success. Uh, mid-century America is, uh, is a well that the Criterion Collection hasn't been in for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's taken a break uh, from. So, used to, as, as yeah. Plum the Depths quite... Uh, Quite intensely oh, before, yes, but it's been a while. I feel like it has been a while. So, anyway, over to that. But this week it has been still walking, uh, or walking, walking. No, not quite that. <laughs> not quite that. I mean, it's not. It's uh, not. It's not terribly far off. I mean, yeah. But yeah, the direct translation is just walking, walking. Um, obviously, you know the the implication of the title in either the Japanese or the American or English. Um, you know, the life just keeps going, right? right? Yeah. No matter what, you know, you can, you can be crawling away from it, but it's still going. Uh, and you got to keep walking. Otherwise you're going to get trapped in these wells of despair that, uh, that the mother finds herself trapped in. Uh, but entertains herself by being mean to everyone <laughs> yeah. she loves. She gets through it every day by just being horrible to people. Hooray. Not that they're not horrible people also. Well, but yeah. yeah. Still walking from 2008, directed by Hirokazu Koreeda. A uh, really great film. Really happy to have watched it. I am, as always, the Adam Glass. With me, as always, John Patrick Oatori Dorgan. Thank you for listening to Lost in Criterion. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
this has been Lost in Criterion, hosted by me, Adam Glass. Find me on Twitter, at TheAdamGlass. My co-host is John Patrick Obatari Dorgan. You can find him on Twitter, at JPatrickDorgan. Big thanks to Jonathan Hape for our theme song. Check him out at jonathanhape.bandcamp.com or hear more from him on any streaming service. Also, thanks to all our Patreon supporters, iTunes reviewers, and Redbubble customers. And hey, thank you for listening.